0: Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. We're joined by Frank. He's definitely in full effect this morning, wanting some extra snugs because I just came back from New York. Frankie definitely has some codependency tendencies, and so Boo Bear just needs to have some extra snugs upon my return. Don't tell him that I'm leaving for Arizona in a couple days. not going to go so well. Uh, COVID did us in for (laughs) him really loving his mama extra hard, not to mention the time he tried to die. Okay. This is a ripped from the headlines. All right. But this one you guys are going to find so relatable if you've ever struggled with having gained some weight back and gone through the panics and thought, oh my gosh, what do I have to do? I have to throw myself right into another, another diet or another cut, or I have to restrict, restrict again. I'm here to share with you my approach and I think you're going to find it full of a lot more self-care and self-love. So it's here here's how it goes. I had a client yesterday, she slid into DMs and she coached with me and she got to a place where she was really confident with her body and we did a reverse diet out and she's been living in maintenance land for a little bit of time now. And she said, "Hey, um, so I feel like I've gained a little bit. I'm feeling a little fluffy. So do I just put myself like back into a deficit? And I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 we don't do that. And I, I, before I answered though, I really thought long and hard and I thought, well, of course she thinks this because that's what we're taught. Oh, I gained, I got to try to lose it again. And what that's going to do is it's going to set it, us up for this cycle where we gain lose gain lose and think oh my gosh I'm never supposed to be dynamic I'm not supposed to have this flex in myself and you're always going to be putting yourself back into a deficit I'm here to tell you you need to be living your life in maintenance most of the time truly um so here's what I shared with her First of all, I explain flexible dieting. I always love to recap that for people. What does flexible dieting mean? It means, hey, here is a number of calories for you to live every single day with. And inside of that, all food is fair game. Ideally, what we do is we take a look at the three big macros that make up food, which is fat, proteins, and carbohydrates. And we figure out a balance of those numbers for you. Based on your goals, based on if you are desiring to lose some body fat, based on if you want to build some muscle up, based on if you just want to maintain, all of that, okay? And that flexible dieting, again, helps also level the playground for all foods, making it fair game. So we're not just taking out carbs or we're not eating low fat. We're eating all kinds of foods, and especially the foods we love. What I've found over time, having worked with hundreds of clients, you have to eat what you enjoy. And if you don't do that, it's just a matter of time before a binge happens or some kind of like excitement where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I, you know what? I knew this restriction didn't work for me. And then you go off the rails. So um, here's what this client said to me She said, I'm noticing that my my clothes are fitting a little bit tighter. I'm feeling a little bit more fluffy. Um, For you also, maybe your measurements might be up if you're still doing your check-ins with yourself. Maybe you've noticed a scale is starting to trend up a little bit. My first idea always is the following. Let's gather some data and then decide. So we, number one, what we do, we do not panic. We don't panic and we don't throw ourselves into a deficit. We don't panic and throw ourselves into a restriction. We don't panic and say, oh, I need to go into another cut. No. Let's slow down. Make room for data and then decide. Well, how do we gather data? A lot of my clients, when they work with me, um, are learning tools that they can carry throughout their lives. Tracking is one of those tools. But guess what? And this is a newsflash. Most people think that my clients are tracking all the time. And what do I mean by tracking? It means they're taking their data and they're putting it into some form of either maybe it's a app like My Fitness Pal. Maybe they're writing down what they're eating for the day. They're doing a, a service to themselves by saying, hey, before I decide to just restrict my diet, I'm actually going to find out, well, how much am I really eating? Am I consuming the right, not only calories for me, but then the right balance of macronutrients for me to help me reach my goals? And you know what? There's a lot of great apps out there that can be helpful for gathering this data. And so this particular client, used my fitness pal. And I said, all right, this is my suggestion for you. I would love for you to track for the next three days. What does that mean? I want you to bring up my fitness pal and for at minimum the next three days up to seven, no more than that, I want you to enter everything you're eating and let's just see what's going on. Once we get some data that we can understand, huh, okay, this is what's been happening. It's not for punishment. It's not for restrict. It's not, oh, let's gather data and all of a sudden bring myself back into a deficit and say, see, Jacqueline, I'm not really overeating or consuming. No, this is just, hey, what's actually going on here? Let me find out. It's just a quick little reality check. And it's not meant to make anybody feel badly. It's just to say, oh, huh. I'm actually doing this behavior. This is what's happening. And so then, therefore, now I can make this change if I desire. So we're going to track, uh, you know, I think a minimum of three days is basically the, the the baseline you can do. But I really kind of do like seven only because everybody's weekday and weekends often look different. <laughs> if you're anything like me, I can be so... Um, locked and loaded during the week but then the weekends show up and i'm like hey oh jp and i have a sexy ass date on saturday nights oh what are we doing we're making pizza on sunday we're having friends over oh yeah let's giddy up on that and then all of a sudden like the calories are up right and sometimes that imbalance can really be glaringly obvious once we start to enter data into mfp chronometer uh whatever app you happen to be losing all right So now we're getting this data. We're going to be honest. Don't forget, we're not leaving out little things. This is where most people get tripped up. Um, We call them BLTs, bites, licks, tastes. These things start to add up really quickly, I find, when clients get into maintenance. Remember before, when you were in a deficit, and even maybe when you were reverse dieting, which means... We were adding calories back in to get you to your maintenance calories. And maintenance calories are basically, hey, Jacqueline needs 1,800 calories to run her body every single day. That's how she's going to maintain her weight. And so, therefore, she should be eating on average about this much per day. Listen, I'm a dynamic human. I don't eat 1,800 calories every single day. Some days I eat less. Some days I eat more. But on average, if that's the amount that I'm eating, I'm going to maintain my weight. So... Um, what if though I started adding back in calories over time and didn't really realize how much I was adding in? Because here's the beauty of maintenance, right? You don't want to be tracking all the time. And guess what? I don't want you to be. As a matter of fact, I want you learning a skill and I teach this to my clients while you're coaching with me, not to just track, but some intuitive eating principles. I teach you how to get connected to your hunger cues. I teach you to put your fork down between bites so your stomach and your brain can actually have some time to connect and say, oh, I'm feeling full. I'm getting satisfaction and maybe I don't need everything that's on my plate. Okay. Um, But what can happen for people over time is they start going back to some of their own patterns and habits because that shit takes time to unlearn. Maybe we're cruising back towards Clean Plate Club. Maybe we're just eating that entire portion that's showing up when the restaurant server puts it right in front of me. And we're forgetting that fork down between bites. We're forgetting that sitting down eating from a plate. We're forgetting that, hey, how much water are we actually drinking? Am I truly really hungry or am I actually thirsty as well? Huh, what's going on here? And so those little things can start to add up. Maybe we've added in some extra snacks. What month is it, friends? It's October. Holy shit, is Halloween candy all around you right now? Like, what is going on with that? Maybe the BLTs from the kids' candy bags are starting to show up, and you're like, oh my God, not those fucking Reese's pieces, bite sized little cups. Those are the devil. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I, I know. I know. You can make a healthy version. No, don't tell me that shit, okay? I Give me the Reese's peanut butter tree. Give me an egg. Give me a pumpkin. I will just like, I will slather that all over my body. I just love it so much. But those little bitches add up fast, okay? And this is, this is the reality check, which sucks, by the way. But I'm going to give it to you straight. Let's do a little math. Don't hop away. Come back to me. This is easy math. I need you to stick with me for a second, okay? Let's break it down. 3,500 calories. That's what one pound is. Now, let's call it 250 calories extra per day that you might be consuming. I'm going to break it down to something very real. I started eating these Aloha protein bars. You're going to be shocked at what flavor is my favorite. It's the peanut butter chocolate chip one. I'm obsessed. It literally does kind of sort of taste like a um, Reese's peanut butter cup. So I like to tell myself that it's a protein bar. Is it sure? Is it also highly caloric? Yes, it's 250 calories, maybe a little bit more than that. But let's call it that, okay? That's legit. We're cruising towards the amount of calories for like a big chunk of a meal. Okay, but people are like, oh, it's a protein bar. It's got like 12 grams of protein, Jackie. I'm like, yeah, but it's also a carb bar and a fat bar. So just call it what it is. It's 250 calories. Okay. Now, I like these because they're quick. They're easy. I ate one yesterday on my way up to Boston when I chose to basically um, fast all the way up until 1130. I had that bar because I knew I wasn't eating lunch until 230. That's a side note, but that's why I'm telling you how they came back into my life. But this is how this shit can creep up. Okay. So that came back into my world. Let's say I'm having one of those every single day. It's become a habit for me now. I really like it. It's delicious. Um, It's happy. It makes me happy. 14 days. will create now 3,500 calories. And now we've gained a pound. If nothing else changed, right? See, I'm eating at maintenance. I added that bar into my life every single day. I did not increase my steps. I did not increase my knee or my just active time that I'm doing that's not exercise. I didn't change my cardio. As a matter of fact, maybe I'm even moving just a touch less because guess what? It's fall and maybe we're not getting outside as much. Maybe you're more busy with work. I don't know. Maybe it's raining where you are. It was raining for five days straight here. Your girl did not want to get outside in that weather. Now all of a sudden you're like, huh maybe you're not getting on the scale but you're like damn my pants feeling just a little bit tighter i'm feeling just a little bit less lean feeling just a little bit fluffier now let's say you're like okay that's not a big deal and guess what your body's dynamic it's supposed to shift but what if you didn't take that inventory and that went on for three months now we've gained about three pounds this is how the slow creep can start to happen And I hate being that reality check for you guys sometimes. But at the same time, I want to show you that little things over time can add up. But I'm also here to tell you, little things over time also add up in the other direction. And that's how we're going to shift this thing. Okay, maybe you're like, Jackie, I don't need a protein bar. I'm like, all right. Maybe you started having that half a cup of ice cream per night. That was your thing that you were doing before you did your diet or your deficit. And then it started to come back in. Maybe, maybe you just added a snack back in and quote unquote, Jackie, it's healthy. It's an apple with a couple tablespoons of peanut butter. Okay, guess what? Still 250 calories. Oh, um, you know what? I just realize i've been so hungry because i'm lifting more so i increased my carbohydrate portion at both lunch and dinner and i upped my protein portion too guess what it's still extra calories, even though quote unquote, you might try to call it healthy, or this is still kind of, you know, this is how I was eating when I was in a deficit, Jacqueline. I'm still eating clean. Don't label it that shit. This is where people get in trouble. And it's where I've gotten in trouble in the past too. Because even though it might not be overindulgent foods, it can still be overconsumption. And it doesn't matter what it is. If we're overeating the calories that our body needs, we're going to now store body fat. That's not a bad thing, but you need to have awareness of what that now means. So you might start to be gaining a little bit of extra weight and then you get to decide, well, what, what do I want to do about that? Maybe you want to do nothing and maybe you want to say, hey, I feel a little more comfortable at this weight um, because I know that I want to have this aloha bar. I know that I feel better after my workouts and I'm recovering better because I'm eating a little bit more carbs and protein. I don't mind. Because actually, after I came out of my deficit, I was maybe a little too trim, and I'm okay having a little bit of extra weight on me, only because I recognize that my body can be happy here, and I'm not—it's not a force. This is this is some next level shit, by the way. This is hard to understand for some people because when you come out of your first deficit, you're feeling strong, you're feeling lean, fighting machine, you're like doing the damn thing, and then the body weight can creep up a little bit. But that might end up being your set point. It might end up being where you actually can live in a place where you're really comfortable, you're not hungry, you're eating intuitively, and your body's really happy. Your hormones are good, you're sleeping well, your recovery's awesome. That's one side of things. But the other side might be the slow creep is starting to happen. And maybe you experienced it before. And you're like, Jack, that was me like two years ago and the slow creep happened and I gained like eight to 10 pounds and that didn't feel great. Okay, here's what you do then. You take that data and then you flip it this way and you can either choose to pull back on that extra snack that's happening. So maybe you're like, you know what, that Aloha bar that was happening out of ease That was happening out of me being lazy. I got out of meal prepping and, you know, I stopped making my breakfast in the morning. And so by the time lunch came around, I was grabbing, you know, a salad instead of making it for myself. And that salad had less protein. And so I was therefore hungry at like three o'clock. And now I was having this aloha bar and then that really wasn't doing it for me. And so then I started eating a little bit more at dinner and then I ended up having that that ice cream, too. This is awareness, kids. It's all I'm asking you to do. Okay. So maybe we pull out that extra snack or, and this can be one of my favorite ones, is you reduce your portion sizes just a little bit across the board. You know what? Maybe you upped it to five or six ounces of carbohydrates and you need to pull it back to four for a little bit of time. Maybe you say, all right, I've been eating a lot of rice. I still want that volume. Maybe you add in some cauliflower rice to the four ounces of regular white rice, taking a look at your overall consumption and saying, all right, where can I tease back just a little bit so it doesn't feel so uncomfortable, but yet I know I'm shaving off that extra 250 calories, whatever it had been that you were doing that got you to this place. And then the last thing you need to do with that is to just be consistent. So again, you may choose to data gather for like the next week. You might say, okay, I recognize this behavior. This is what I've been doing. This is how I've been over consuming. And I, I got out of my old patterns. So I do want to get back to the things that I created that helped me not only during my deficit, but I know probably helped me in the beginning of my maintenance because people oftentimes you know when we're starting a maintenance there can be some mindsets left over from their deficit days and they're also trying to explore their maintenance time really trying to figure out what works best for you is what's going to be the magical place that you land but you can't get there unless you gather data and decide based on how you like to live what's going to work best for you I love this episode so much. And guess what? This is me giving you some knowledge. Because I did not understand this in the very beginning of my time. And it was hard for me. I Maintenance is hard for a lot of people. I say this all the time. Losing weight's easy. Maintaining it is hard AF. If you found this episode helpful, could you rate, review, or subscribe? Can you share it like maybe on Instagram stories and be like, Oh my God, live cool with Jacqueline dropping some fucking knowledge bombs. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Have a great day.